You're listening to Terra Chronicles with Dr. Rosie and Dr. Krish. This health awareness series is brought to you by Terracron, tailoring therapy. Hey, hello. I'm Dr. Rosie. Hi, I'm Dr. Krish. We welcome you to the second episode of season one of Terra Chronicles. And today, we are going to talk to a doctor who is 30 and diabetic. So, in our previous episode, we talked about what diabetes is and how it is caused. We also elucidated the different types of diabetes. If you missed out on the last episode, do click on to the link for the same in the description below. Today, we are in conversation with Dr. Avish Karmokal. Dr. Avishkar is a consultant orthodontist in Mumbai. Well, he's 30 and diabetic. In our discussion today, he will be taking us through his journey of being affected by diabetes. So, welcome to Thera Chronicles, Avishkar. It is one of those unusual days when you are on the other side of the table, right? <laughs> so, can you please go ahead and uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Avishkar Mukal. I'm an orthodontist. I'm Krish's immediate senior. Yeah, some brownie yeah. points. <laughs> so I am attached to Mumbai Port Trust Hospital as a local medical officer. Okay. And I'm attached to other hospitals as well as a consultant mm. orthodontist. Mm-hmm. Plus I have my own private practice in Navi Mumbai. Mm. So with respect to my work, it generally involves working uh, in the hospitals during the day. That is from 9 to 5.30ish. And then around okay. 6, 630 onwards, I go to my private clinic. So, uh, with respect to my day-to-day life, uh, it is pretty hectic. Yes, must be. And uh, whatever off days that I get, I generally end up doing consultations where I go to other clinics and work. Okay. So, work-wise, I'm pretty jam-packed. <laughs> I am my parents' only son. I do not have any siblings and I'm not married. Hmm. So yeah, that's that. And uh, what about your hobbies? Like, what do you do in your leisure? I've learned the tabla for seven years and I play a lot of percussions. But because of the schedule that I mentioned, it is impossible for me to go back and play something because I'm tired at the end of the day. Right, right. Must be. Uh, So getting back to diabetes, as far as I know, you have been diagnosed with diabetes for a few years now. Could you please run us through your journey of being diabetic? I mean, how did it all start and how did you get to know about it? And how has it been since then? Okay, so my first uh, encounter with, uh, I won't say diabetes, my first encounter with really high blood sugar happened in my third year post-graduation where life was pretty screwed up uh, professionally also and personally also plus we had, <laughs> yeah. a, I had a similar schedule which was there so i used to stress eat a lot hmm. so that one day eventually gave in to a uh, very high blood sugar which i encountered just just suddenly one day when i felt a lot of flushing okay i sweated a lot in a span okay. of five minutes and uh, there was very high heartbeat hmm. and uh, so that is one of the times when my when I consulted my general physician and he told me to go and get my blood sugar done. So after giving the blood sugar, uh, I got a call from the lab after say around two hours 
and stating that sir i think you need to get hospitalized because <clears throat> your random blood sugar is 360 oh that's and, really high uh, we checked it thrice <laughs> so we are pretty sure that it is accurate okay okay so once that happened then i again consulted my physician and then i went that time they didn't directly consider me into the the diabetic <laughs> group they just felt it was one of the times when probably i had high blood sugar <laughs> then i right. started uh, with the food control uh, <laughs> stopped sweets completely plus did the regular thing of having karela juice and aloe vera juice so that helped me that time but then i i feel the basic reason i have diabetes is first it is hereditary because both my parents are diabetic not okay. my mom presently but my mom's parents my grandparents were diabetic okay so i have a very strong genetic predisposition for it mm-hmm. and the second thing is my big schedule and a lot of stress eating so i think this led to where i am right now presently with respect to diabetes okay. so currently uh, the in november when i had gotten gotten it checked my hba1c was 8.3 oh. but uh, luckily just this past few weeks when i got it checked it is come down to 6.6 now but i am on medication i am on glycomate <laughs> on sunday every day plus multivitamin tablets okay and obviously the the typical diet control and <laughs> some amount of exercise yeah, yeah. So yeah mm-hmm. I'm with respect to diabetes I'm here right now. Okay. So considering you have had diabetes running in your family how did your parents and family react when they came to know about your diabetic status? Oh my dad was furious okay. because uh, since a very young age he used to tell me that both your grandparents from both the sides are diabetic mm-hmm. and you're like a ticking time bomb. So my father if you meet him any day he is extremely fit at the age of 59 also oh that's wonderful he exercises he does yoga and uh, the entire fit life he is living and in spite of being so healthy he is still diabetic ah so looking at my lifestyle and my weight and my habits <laughs> he had predicted it ki 100% you will become hmm. a diabetic hmm. so when i got high blood sugar in my third year post graduation when i was 27 years of age he was extremely furious ki in spite of telling you to take care of yourself you didn't right and now you're in a soup mm-hmm. so family's first reaction was anger and frustration i can and imagine eventually my reaction initially was not that great i wasn't too surprised because i knew how i was living and what i was eating but uh, later when the when the food restrictions came in and like i told you because one of the reasons i am a stress eater because i like eating sweets and junk food when i'm stressed that helps me relieve it a bit okay so that restriction came so when i have nothing food wise when i couldn't relieve my stress then i slowly started turning towards smoking and alcohol okay but that didn't really help didn't help much because the 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 good the good feeling that i got with food i didn't get it with uh, alcohol or Uh, smoking okay so anger and frustration are the only two things that i can mm-hmm. describe okay the reaction as mm-hmm. okay so dietary changes must have been a challenge but i'm sure that's not all of it right can you share with us what were the changes and challenges that you had to undergo to ensure adequate attention to your health after you were diagnosed with diabetes like see for allocating some time to exercising and being compliant with daily medications 
I suddenly got shifted from a young age group to a bad health predisposition group, mm-hmm. a high risk group that we see. Yeah, yeah. So especially right now, also when I was working uh, in COVID, so that time uh, uh, it was risky. I mean, my parents also didn't readily agree for me to be working in a COVID ward or even in a COVID hospital. Mm-hmm. So I had to be more careful. Okay. that is slightly irritating at this age yeah it is it is irritating other than that uh, the dietary restrictions were okay i had to consider them as a part and parcel of my life but then the the sudden uh, the sudden thing where i have to be very very careful about how i am dealing with my patients and how i am roaming around and right. whether i am wearing my mask or not especially with this entire covid thing that is happening uh there's a lot of uh, caution that is there in my life True. so that is slightly True. irritating so avishkar when we started the conversation you mentioned how busy your schedule is uh how about uh, you share with us your daily routine like how a regular day in your life looks like your timings for food medication and so on okay so uh, because my father has been a diabetic since the past 10 years he has done a lot of research and he has attended a lot of shows where uh, they tell you what to eat and what not to eat and then they incorporate a lot of things so one of the things that he has incorporated in all of our lives uh, is something called as a smoothie oh interesting so it involves a bunch of green leafy uh, vegetables and certain ingredients so that generally shifts your body ph to a slightly alkaline ph early in the morning so everybody in my house gets up and has that smoothie first well i'm very interested in that uh, i'm sure all our listeners are also interested to know about this smoothie okay so the ingredients include palak tulsi kadi patta uh, any fruit so he generally prefers an apple or a pomegranate then there's uh, salt pepper some amount of dhaniya powder and uh, either a uh, lime and uh, either you can have some soft put into it you can have it uh, with a natural fruit juice and you can smoothen it up or with water uh that actually sounds tasty i mean i didn't expect it to but it does yeah it is it is not that bad i mean it looks uh like algae but <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> so most of this ingredients are anyway good for health and coincidentally i also happened to come across some research articles recently which talks about positive effect of curry leaves in controlling type 2 diabetes so your dad must have done his homework really well <laughs> yeah yeah so post the smoothie i have my glycomate and uh, now with respect to the work schedule that i have it is uh, i generally don't like having breakfast for whatever reason I have always been a brunch kind of a person. So rather okay. than having breakfast at 7:30, 8:00, 8:30 in the morning, I prefer eating something at 11, 11:30. So I'm sorted for the morning also and for the afternoon also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, this is this can directly be led to the PG life that I had where uh, I didn't get time for lunch, nor right. did I get time right. for breakfast. So post our seminars, <laughs> we generally used to go hog a bit and then start work. Yes, possible. So that uh, habit stuck with me. So now also uh, I try to keep it uh, a two meal a day kind of a thing, where uh, I skip my breakfast 
luckily i do not have any like uh, side effects after having lycomet early in the morning which people generally do by the way they feel some amount of flushing they feel hypoglycemic because right, they have had right. the medicine so i luckily right. don't feel that <laughs> so i still skip my breakfast but then i come home for lunch i make it a point to come home for lunch which is around 1 1:30 okay and then post everything i have my dinner at around 7:30 8 so these are the two primary meals that i have every day no snacking in between now in between at times uh, if i get some free time then i can have uh, uh, some nuts or a, a, a small fruit here and there but uh, generally that doesn't happen okay okay so i'm restricted myself to a two meal a day kind of a thing and yeah lot of green tea ah, every okay. chance that i get i get carry a big tumbler of green tea with me so even in the hospital between two cases or when i'm doing my admin work i i just keep sipping on green tea okay so primarily this is what i do great, then great. Uh, because we are uh, non vegetarian people so my cheat days include having some fish or some chicken here and there but again i try to incorporate that in a two meal a day thing okay so i'm i'm pretty happy with it i don't feel the need to snack in between and uh, if those two meals are sufficiently tasty so i don't feel the need to stress it also <laughs> so i'm happy with the way things are right now. okay okay you're listening to terra chronicles with dr rosie and dr krish this health awareness series is brought to you by terracron tailoring therapy Okay. Uh now Avishkar apart from a sudden shooting hyperglycemic episode which made you discover that you were diabetic accidentally did you have any other incident where diabetes caused an emergency or acute hospitalization or triggered any other health condition for you? Uh one of the things that uh, we suddenly started noticing was whenever I have uh, high blood sugar or there is some fluctuation in my blood sugar i get a lot of acne and i get a lot of abscesses uh, generally initially they could have been diagnosed as infected sebaceous but then those were not it mm-hmm. so i i get small pustules on my skin so whenever such things start happening then it is a direct correlation that we have found that uh, that is the time my blood sugar is fluctuating or uh, it is high Okay okay so other than that i have not noticed anything else the only hospitalization or uh, a scare that i noticed was when my rbs was 363 <laughs> other than that recent times nothing of that sort has happened luckily okay that is good to know now you have already run us through it a little bit but we would like to learn more about how has the covid-19 pandemic and the lockdown affected your life as a diabetic patient say in terms of getting connected to your doctor or getting your medication or lab reports and so on luckily because we live in a, a very tech savvy age uh, the lab was not a issue the consultations were not a issue because everything happened over whatsapp the only thing that uh, changed especially in in, in the first uh, two or three months of the lockdown was 
because uh, my father being a diabetic and me and my mom we were work- continuously working in the covid hospital so if i we couldn't expect my father to continuously go to the market and get the routine things that we used to get hmm. and hmm. then online deliveries were also not there uh, in the first few months of the lockdown so uh, all the the all the protein bars or all the other healthy accessory stuff that at times used to be there in the house mm-hmm. we couldn't get those and right. uh, then right. we couldn't do a lot of chochlas on the smoothie as well at times <laughs> okay. these particular green leafy vegetables weren't available to us yes yes and uh, the only widely available things was dal chawal right. and uh, roti sabzi mm-hmm. yes so then we we still stuck to the two meal uh, routine but then uh, we ended e- uh, eating a lot of rice yeah that is one thing i forgot to mention that we we cut down on rice a lot mm-hmm. so i either used to have two chapatis and sabzi or one bhakri and sabzi right. but then due to the lockdown those things were also at times hard to get so then i used to have one vati of rice with a lot of dal and vegetables but then eventually how much ever you eat uh, rice is rice so okay. in that entire span of 5 uh, 6 months or during the strict lockdown time especially me and my dad both ended up eating a lot of rice so lab wise or consultation wise or anything else wise we weren't affected but food wise yes we there were a few restrictions okay. that were there now uh, being a very busy professional and also diabetic do you think there can be any changes or help in the system that can make your journey through diabetes a bit easy you know me being a doctor myself and working in so many hospitals it is very easy for me as a medico to just during the span of my day just randomly go to the lab and get rbs done mm-hmm. or even if i have to give fasting and postprandial blood sugar i can just go early to work and get it done but for common people it is not all that easy i mean they have to go stand in lines find a lab uh, probably take a take a day off from work because we have to give fasting and postprandial within a span of 2 hours so for them uh, home visits of uh, technicians widely available technicians at a very decent rate right. will be helpful plus what i have noticed amongst all the people who are suffering from diabetes or hypertension or any other restrictive uh, illness that you constantly need somebody to keep tabs on you whether what True. you are eating or uh, how efficiently are you taking your medications or time or are you exercising or not actually so actually. just just like a life coach uh, mm-hmm. if at all you get then that is going to be very helpful so some amount of uh, what what do you say if you are made accountable for something if there's somebody to keep tabs on you then probably this entire thing can be mm-hmm. much better So again in the beginning of today's episode you had told us that both sides of your family are diabetic right so passing the trait on to your children might be a possibility does it scare you 100% 100% scares the shit out of me if you ask me no it is very scary because uh, the instances of kids getting now i got diabetic at the age of 27 that mm-hmm. that is shocking for yeah. most of most yeah. of the people mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in those situation it becomes very scary because uh, especially right now we are talking in an covid era yeah so we don't know what kind of viruses or i mean what kind of illnesses or will be there when i will have kids or they will be growing up so when everything else is getting bad 
and i am genetically giving them one risky trait of mine so it does worry me at times mm-hmm. so one last question as we mentioned earlier you are 30 and you are diabetic so any advice or word of caution that you want to give especially to the young audience i i would say everything in moderation is good mm-hmm. try to get help as soon as possible do not stress eat like me now in this day in these days also mental health is very important mm-hmm. so the only word of advice is if you feel that there is a problem and then if you feel that there are certain things that you cannot control and if you feel that you need to talk to somebody about these things and get things in line you please do that absolutely so as the, the quicker you realize it the easier it is for you to get help and the more easier it is for you to get things under control true so mm-hmm. be open about your problems to your parents to your peers to anybody else and there is no harm in asking for help and there is no harm in admitting that you are in a soup physically and mentally and that you need to get things in very correct so it was great to have you on this episode avishkar i wish you all the good health and prosperity in future and i hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as we did thank you so much krishan rozi for having me on thera chronicles Uh, this allowed me to speak openly about all the things that I've gone through, and I I hope this helps a lot of other people who are uh, going through the same thing. Uh, you gave me a platform to voice my experiences as well as my opinions, and uh, I, you guys are really doing a very good job with this. And I wish you guys all the best. Kudos to you and your team, and this was a pleasure. And that was a conversation with Dr. Avishkar Mokal where he spoke about his story of being 30 and diabetic. And in order to know what are the health complications associated with diabetes, watch out for our next episode of Thera Chronicles where we will be talking about the complications of diabetes. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Thera Chronicles. Found it useful? Share it with your friends and family. Hear us offline by downloading the episodes. Follow this podcast to stay updated with the latest in health awareness. We would love to hear from you at therachroniclespodcast@gmail.com. The interviews present personal opinions of the guests and are generic in nature. Thera Chronicles and Theracron does not endorse to the opinions expressed by the guests. We understand that every individual is different and requires customized care. Your doctor knows the best and the advice, opinions and suggestions in the interviews are not an alternative to your doctor's opinion. Consult with your personal physician and experts before implementing any changes in your lifestyle, medication and therapy. Thera Chronicles or Theracron does not have any endorsements or financial interests with any of the products, medicines, medical equipment or brands mentioned by the guests in the interview.